courtesy of sports.com stitcher.com itunes you can subscribe to this lovely sexy wonderful podcast for free tune in media for your mobile devices google play podcast we are also on spotify welcome in ladies and gentlemen to the show that we so lovingly call bow on bulls the show totally utterly and foreverly dedicated to the chicago bulls and nba talk i am big dave i'll see you Happy uh, All-Star break to you, sir. Happy Tristan uh, Thompson Day. <laughs> yeah, we get into it. We get into it. All-Star, the All-Star game. Yeah, the All-Star Yeah, sir, all that too, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to waste too much time because we got a special guest uh, on the show. So apparently, so wearing my prop, my proper fighting line that joint. There you go, there you go. Feel me wearing my proper today because I got the legend with me, man. My favorite player ever in the line history, man. One of my favorite players in the NBA and Dubs also. So it's, it's always an honor and a trip that I know this person and I talk to him and it always bugs me out, man. But you watch him all the time on the pre and post games for the Chicago Bulls with our guy Jason Golf and Will Purdue, ladies and gentlemen, the legend himself, Kendall Gill. All right. Thanks, Big Dave. Thanks for having me. I was yes, waiting sir. for you to give me the call to finally come on your show. You know, I, I know it's hard to get on here. I know it's hard to get on Stop here, man. Stop it. But I appreciate you bestowing the honor on me to, to be on your show. Well, yeah, man, I, I was trying to get your son, but he was playing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, let me go ahead and you know, get pops right here. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, 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 man, I got to ask you this question before we start anything, Kendall. This is a question I've always wanted to ask you. I've forgotten about it when we were at NBC Sports Chicago, but mm-hmm. I just remembered it today because I knew you were coming up. But it's a question I wanted to ask. So a couple years ago, I was watching NBA TV and mm-hmm. it was a panel, you know, they were just discussing uh, first years. The guys were talking about their first year in the league and everything like that. And the question was, who was the, who was the veteran that was always on you for your rookie season? Who was the one that always was rocking on you for your rookie season? Damon Jones. Uh- no, no, not you. Damon Jones, without hesitation, oh, okay. said Kendall oh. Gill. Without hesitation. <laughs> he said you used to have him go every day. You used to have him bring a pastry to him. Yeah. And you would have him bring the Wall Street Journal. And it had to be turned exactly to the page with all the uh with the uh NASDAQ with the NASDAQ and the NISC, you know, the stock exchange it had to be turned yeah. to that page for him every uh, day, man. And he was like, he ain't wow. paid me or nothing. He was like, he was on me every single day, man. Kendall, please, please elaborate on this story. I wanted to get your background on this, man. Well, you know, when when about my seventh, eighth year in the league, you know, I was I was a full time captain then, you know, so I had to make rookies pay their dues, just like I paid my dues, you know, they had to carry. <laughs> Like when we when we pull into an arena or when we come to practice uh, on the road, the rookies have to carry all of the bags. You know, they have to carry the balls. They have to carry the the, the trainer's equipment. They have to pay their dues just like just like I did. So it was no different from, from Damon. You know, I used to do Kirk Heinrich the same way. Mm, you know, wow. Kirk Heinrich used to have, Kirk Heinrich used to have to have my peanut butter and jelly sandwich ready for me when I got on the plane <laughs> every day. You know, like like. Say, for instance, we played uh, the the L.A. Lakers, and then we we were flying to Sacramento. When I got on that plane, Kirk knew to have my sandwich there and my my cran grape juice at my seat every day. Okay, I did the same thing to Damon Jones. I did I did it to a lot of rookies throughout my career, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, I even had. <laughs> yeah, I played a long time, and then and even I even had one uh, two rookies. I forgot their names now, but uh, when I was with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I had him wash my my uh, my car. 
Oh, <laughs> well, come on. After, after, <laughs> after practice, I was like, look, I'm going to take a couple of more shots. Y'all go wash my car. You know? Wow, man. So, and they did it, you know, but the thing is, the rookies got to figure out that if you do what the vets want initially, then they're going to stop messing with you. Mm-hmm. But if you resist, then it's going to keep going on all year long, man. And, you know, Damon, yeah, he used to bring me to Wall Street Journal. Yeah, he used to have to stop at Dunkin' Donuts before he got to practice, you know. And it wasn't just for me. It was for the whole team, you right, know. Right. So, but it's just rookie hazing, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it it's fun to do. But then after a while, you get tired of messing with them. You know, that's, you, you leave them alone if they do what you want them to do. Word, I, I do, word. I do have one question, though. Like, how was Kirk Heinrich's, you know, Jelly to peanut butter ratio on the bread. Was it good? Oh, it was good. It was good. At first, he was screwing up. Oh. You know, he had, he had too much peanut butter on there, not enough jelly. Mm. You know, exactly. but then he 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 got the he got the hang of it, and you know, he started. Let me tell you, 40, 41 times he had that peanut butter and jelly sandwich ready for me because that's how wow. many times right. you know all, all, when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. That's how many times uh, that he has to have. Now, I didn't I didn't ask for it every time, but. Most days, most road trips, he, he had it ready for me. See, and, yeah, and, and if you talk to him, he'll still look, he'll still talk about that to this day. I, well, I think sometimes you should have to ask for it, right? You should know. <laughs> yeah, no, he no, he knew, he knew. Okay, I had a good, I had a good rookie in Kirk Hyman. Yeah, I remember you guys when we first got there. Y'all tried to get us on that, you know, because yeah, KG yeah. was like, "Yo, come to the house." <laughs> Watch the cars, you know, do whatever. We was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> we was like, and then Kendall, I'm, I can uh, Will Purdue came in and told us we had to bring some pizza for all yeah. of them. We had to go yeah. get pizza for everybody. And that's exactly what we I went to Arulio's. You did, and I, and I got you I got did. the best pizza I could get <laughs> to make sure it was right. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understood what you guys were doing. So I was like, nah, yeah. ain't gonna be no little Caesars. You ain't gonna be no Domino's, bro. We gonna yeah, get so, this so, one right. So, yeah, that's right. So Dave, John, and Matt always, you know, they they were great rookies too. Yeah. You know, bringing in bringing in the pastries, bringing Dave, knowing to go to Aurelio's because they were the best pizza around. You know, so so I give you an A. Big right game. on, right on, right on, man. We learned, bro. We knew what it was about. Um, right. now before I ask, before I get into the Bulls, here's another question I wanted to ask you because. Is there anybody now, because you set, you know, the NBA record uh, with your 11 steals. Um, mm. Is there anybody now that you look at that kind of makes you sweat a little bit when you see them on the floor defensively? Because I was watching Gary Payton Jr. And I see uh, him and I'll be like, man, he gets real close. And I thought about you when I saw him had that six steal game uh, just recently. And I was like, man, yeah. let me ask KG, is there anybody that kind of just worries you that would eclipse that? Yeah, no, you know, the, the the guys that that I think would possibly get it, uh, you know, normally they may come close, but it's the guys that I don't think mm-hmm. that come really close, like uh, um, T.J. McConnell last year mm. with the Indiana yeah. Pacers. He had nine at in the first half, man. Wow. So so I'm 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 actually I was doing a Bulls game at that time, and I remember. Uh, and one of, and, and one of the guys came in and was like, Kendall, you know, your your steals record is on the line, man. TJ McConnell has nine. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought he was gonna break it. I went out in my car and I was like, I ain't even gonna lie, dog. I went out my car like, please God, don't. Let me. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to. 
I didn't want nobody to see me praying, man. <laughs> so, so I went out in the car and I prayed. I was like, please don't let this dude break on that. Not him. Right, <laughs> right. So, so look, I'm watching. I had him turn to the Indiana Pacers game. And then I'm also watching it on my iPad in real time, you know, the play-by-play. And then all of a sudden I see TJ McConnell, one steal. So he's got 10 now. Mm. I was like, oh, shoot. So then I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm sweating. And then, you know, I guess God was listening to me. He didn't get the 11, Yeah. you know, <laughs> so, so I, but, and also like Draymond Green had 10 a couple years mm. ago, yeah. you know, guys that you wouldn't expect to, to right. get it. Those are the guys that have really come close, but listen, I know somebody somewhere sometime is going to get close and may even break it, you know, I, you know, and selfishly, I don't want that to happen. You know, all those guys that say, well, records are made to be broken. I know, man, the hell with that. I don't believe that. <laughs> and, uh, I want my record to stay. Right, okay. right. But, but if somebody should break it, I'll be gracious, you know, and then yeah. I'll tell them, all right, now next, go get 23. Mm. Because I set the three game record as well. Mm. So I set the two, I set the one game record, the two game record, the three record, the three game okay. record. Okay. So, because okay. on, on, on that whole three game stretch, I was just on a tear, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so the next night, um, I had, uh, I had, I believe I had five. And then the third night, I had eight. Mm. So I was just, and I remember at, during that time, it was like, I was Deion Sanders because they wouldn't even bring the ball to my side mm. of the court. They would run the offense away from me. And, you know, it was because I was just stealing everything, you know, and, uh, you know, okay, but if I'll, I'll allow one person, I'll be happy if one person breaks it. And then that's my son, Phoenix. Hey, uh, all right, all right. You know, if he break, hey, look, he, and he had six or seven steals yesterday, so he's getting the hang mm. of it. So okay. you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully he'll get up there and break it. He's doing that lunge. He's getting that lunge right. Getting that lunge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that lunge. Yes, sir. He was yeah. using it yesterday. He was using it yesterday too. Yeah. And you know who else? You know who else uses it now? Zach. Zach. Yeah. Zach has become Zach Levine has become a much better defensive player because of his lunging. Um, and you know when he totally totally buys into it, man, I, I think that he could possibly make an all defensive team too. You know, maybe not not this year, but in the next couple of years or so. Yeah, I believe that too, man. Uh, now yeah. let's get into it then. Let's talk about these Bulls at the after uh, All Star break, uh, tied for first, but behind percentage points wise for, against uh, Miami. Uh, but Kendall, I mean, it's a surprise to us that the Bulls are in first place at the All Star break. How much of a surprise is it to you? A big surprise, considering they've had to deal with two, uh, well, three of their top players out, Pat Will. Uh, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, and, and those two, in my opinion, are, are two of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Uh, and then you had to deal now with Zach's knee uh, twice. Also, Zach going into COVID protocol. You had to deal with, with, with DeMar going into COVID protocol as well. And that's not saying other teams haven't deal, dealt with injuries and, and, and the COVID protocol things, but Nobody has had to deal with it on the level that the Bulls have had to deal with it. I mean, mm-hmm. just everybody. Even even Nikola Vucevic was out with COVID as well. Kobe White out with COVID. Kobe White with the shoulder. All of these things they've had to deal with. And they still, if they had if, if they had beaten Miami in, in the one game I, I believe we played against them, mm-hmm. then we're sitting 
in first place all alone. You know, right mm -hmm. now, you know, a couple percentage points separated, but we we record wise, we're tied with Miami. Uh, so I'm totally surprised. I knew this team was going to be good when I when I went and saw them play uh, in training camp. The the one practice I saw them play, I was like, they're going to surprise a lot of people. But I thought that they would be maybe fourth, fifth right now. No way that I think they'd be number one. And, you know, still you have a lot of guys on TV, like J.J. Reddick on ESPN said, well, I think that the Bulls are, they're not really number one. They're like the fifth, sixth seed. Well, J.J. Reddick, I hope you've been watching, you know, because they have not gone, they have not dipped lower than three, okay? And and with DeMar DeRozan having the year that he's having, uh, you know, that that's a total surprise to me as well. I knew DeMar was good. I knew he was still a 20 plus per game score, but not like he's not at the clip that he's doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for them to be in first place, it's like it's nothing like if they were like in fourth, you'd be like, well, maybe they maybe they could get in first if they weren't healthy. They're not healthy. They're not and even they're healthy, right? Still in first. Mm -hmm. Not even healthy. They're still in first. And we just signed Tristan Thompson. No, oh, so no. the, the one the one key piece that we needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Zach's coming back. Yeah. You know, after all star break. I'm a and, and Pat Will, Pat Will is scheduled to come back soon. I thought he was gonna be out the whole season. He's scheduled oh. to come back. Caruso has started shooting the basketball, you know, mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. last week. So yeah. you know, all those teams that you know, the Brooklyn's, the Philadelphia's, the, you know, I know they got Joel Embiid and now James Harden back, but you gotta, you gotta realize that this, you, this team is getting fully loaded. The Chicago Bulls are, and you're gonna have to deal with everything that they're bringing. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, like, say, Vince, if we meet up with Philly in the playoffs, I don't, yeah, Joel Embiid is MVP, MVP candidate, great player, James Harden, Great player as well, but his health is in question because you know you never know with his hamstring and he, you know, James Harden just some, sometimes he just gets hurt a lot, and he also is not a, a big playoff performer. Really hasn't put his team like you know in the in the Western Conference Finals or anything like that with all of his talent. Now you put in all of the ingredients that the Bulls have. That's I wouldn't want to if I'm if I'm anybody in the Eastern Conference. I do not want to play the Bulls. I want to avoid them at all costs, especially when they're fully loaded and fully healthy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are the Bulls, if they're now most teams, that's, 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 how you, that's how you become a championship team, right? It's like health is a big factor. If the Bulls yeah. are healthy, are they in fact the deepest team in the NBA? If, if health, if, if everyone's healthy. Absolutely, without question. Okay, because now you look at Caruso coming off of the bench. Just he's just a gamer, man. You know, he's he knocks down shots, he got all offense, but it, most importantly, it's his defense and the confidence that he brings to the team with his defense. And you know, he's got championship pedigree. Now you put you, you put Tristan Thompson, the big guy that we needed, because you guys know when 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 we when Vucevic is, is in the starting lineup, we're the number one defensive team in the league. When he goes out, we the last defensive team in the league. And now you throw Tristan Thompson in there. Now you you now you become perhaps the best defensive team in the league when, when Caruso and all the rest of those guys come back. Now you look at a starting lineup, Alonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, Pat Will, 
And look at all the guys you're bringing off the bench. You're actually bringing a starting backcourt off of the bench in Io and Kobe White. Mm-hmm. How, how you if, if you're opposing team, how you gonna deal with that? You know, and now you and then you throw Derrick Jones Jr. into the mix, who, who mm-hmm. I'm gonna give total props to. That is, he's he's battling through that broken finger. You can see each time he touches the basketball, it hurts him, but he's still battling. You know, then you throw you throw Tristan Thompson in there. I'm I'm just. And, and 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 my man Javante Green. Yes, sir. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How, that, that's that's the thing. How are you going to deal with all the waves being thrown at you if you got two players? There, there's no fall off. There's no fall off. I'm, I'm like I'm looking no at it. You, you basically have two starting lineups coming in the game. If everyone's helping, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. They got two starting lineups coming out. And 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 the second unit, they it, it's not a lot of drop off. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got Ayo Dusumu, who's playing at, at the highest level, who's probably gonna make all rookie. Javante Green, who's just a dog. Tristan Thompson, who who now is gonna be rejuvenated because he's playing on a contender. You know, in Sacramento, he probably like, oh, okay, man, I'm here to collect the check, man. I'm sitting on the bench. I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, then he gets traded to Indiana, another team that's not a contender. Now you get traded to a contender, yeah. and in the third largest market in the country. You know, you know he likes the spotlight. <laughs> okay, just as long as he don't bring them, you know, don't them, bring them, them girls. <laughs> you don't know, we don't, we hey, listen, we don't need no, uh, we don't need that playoff need that. time. Yeah, 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 it's playoff time. time. Don't, don't bring him here. <laughs> no distraction. The playoff time. Man. Um, for months, Kendall uh, and Chris can attest to this. For months, I've been screaming at the bullshit get Tristan Thompson, um, yeah. because because of you know the size, the IQ. Uh, the mm-hmm. athleticism, uh, the toughness, the rebounding, especially offensively, uh, offensive mm-hmm. rebounding that he brings. But just the fact that he can guard multiple positions also yeah. on the floor, like all those things I thought he kind of fit. And plus the veteran, you know, leadership, all those things he kind of fit on top of having a championship pedigree. Uh, yeah. So just the fact that AK and Mark Eversley were seeing the same thing and were like, yeah, this is exactly what we need. Just made me feel a whole lot better and even more trust within this front front office. Yeah, this front office has really come come in and just turned everything over within two seasons, you know, yeah. and got everything that the Bulls needed. They needed they needed a Caruso, a tough guy, you know, a guy with championship pedigree, you know, a guy that had to grind his way into the NBA, you know, who, who wants to stay here. They needed another guy to go along with Zach Levine. So that's why they went out and got DeMar DeRozan, mm. you know, they needed a center. That's why they made the trade for Vucevic. They knew they needed a point guard. Yeah, Kobe White was, was is, is a talented kid, but Kobe White is not the pure point guard that they needed. Right. So they targeted Lonzo Ball. You know, they knew that they knew that his skill set would fit this team perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then when we had the the injuries and and. In, in the first half of the season, in, in the second half of the first half of the season, they saw defensively where they had the deficiencies, as you just alluded to, Big Dave. We got to go get us a big guy that's defensive minded, that has a ton of experience, that can offensive rebound, like you said, and also defensive rebound, and defensively can rim protect. Oh, Tristan Thompson, he's, a, he's in Sacramento sitting on the bench, not even playing. Let's target him. You know, I don't know whether they tried to make trades to get him, but 
I think it's heaven sent that we didn't have to make any trades. We didn't have to give up anybody, you know, because Kobe White was talked about in, in trade talks a lot. So was Pat Will. Everybody was saying, well, would you trade Kobe White and Pat Will to Indiana for Miles Turner or Demonis Sabonis? Uh, yeah, I would do that. I would, you know, because as much as I like those guys, it's business. And you're always trying to make your team better. But we didn't have to give anybody up. Right. Right. And we got Tristan Thompson, the guy that we needed. So I think I think uh, AK and Eversley, they, they're going to get the executives of the year. Because mm-hmm. the way that they put this team together, that, that, that award should be right here in Chicago. That makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. yeah. It, ahead, doesn't, it, it doesn't seem like they're, they're settling, right? With their, their with, this, with the signings at all. Like, Thompson is the perfect guy. Like, I was like, Dave even talked about Montrez Harris coming here. I like, I like Montrez a lot, but even Nussap. But both of those two, I would like to have them, but I would prefer Tristan Thompson. We didn't get those two. We got Tristan. We got the best out of the three, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing how the offense can get exactly what they want and what they need on the team. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were patient. They waited when a trade happened. And to me, um, Rick Carlisle, who's the coach of the Indiana Pacers, in, in a press conference, he said, well, Tristan Thompson is going to be playing. He's going to be uh, signing with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Right? The, it seems to me the Bulls already had the deal made. You know, because I've never seen a, a head coach come in a press conference and say, well, Tristan Thompson won't be here. Uh, said player won't be here and he's going to be signing with another team. I've never seen that before. Correct. So they had probably have been working behind the scenes for maybe three, four weeks on this deal mm-hmm. and finally got their man. And I'm going to go as far as to say this with this addition and with this, with everybody coming back healthy. The teams are the best team. The, the Bulls are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Mm. And they, they can say what they want to about Brooklyn and Kyrie and Ben Simmons and everything. The bench that we have and the firepower that we have in the starting lineup, they just can't mm. overcome that. Even it's Miami, like, though? Even over Miami? Even Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, even Miami. The thing is just the, the, Bulls, the Bulls are just too much. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they come... It's like... I would describe it like this. You guys know I'm a big boxing guy, all right? Mm-hmm. It's like Manny Pacquiao throwing punches at you, 100 punches around for 12 rounds, okay? And, and yeah. only Floyd Mayweather can defend it, mm. <laughs> okay? Mm. So do I see any Floyd Mayweathers out there in Ooh. the Eastern Conference? No. Mm. You know, I, like I see that. a Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see a Manny Pacquiao that went healthy they gonna he gonna he gonna throw a hundred punches around at you. Damn. You know. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah. you on that because I've described the Bulls' defense as death by a thousand cuts. Um, yes, yes, yes. That's really mm-hmm. how it feels. You know, just like they're like piranhas. You know, like yes, it, they're not. You know, your typical six eight, six nine guys. You know, what I'm saying who who whose length, you know, allows them to you know maybe cheat a little bit. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. as far as in passing lanes or even with their, you know, speed and things like that, having that big size, they can, you know, just pound on little or smaller guards or anything like that. No, these right. guys are like, everybody's like six, six, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Six, five, but can switch everything. You can't really put them in a bad position defensively when you're right. running pick and roll, especially because everybody can really switch off. Uh, even though I know you hate that they're doing the drop defense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're doing that drop defense, man. You know what I'm saying? But, but, um, that, that's, that's my only problem with the yeah. Bulls. 
is the yeah. drop defense. That's my yeah. only problem. You what, what is your what is your what is your biggest pet peeve about the uh, drop defense? Here? The biggest my biggest pet peeve about the drop defense is that when you when when you have elite guards, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, uh, Chris Paul, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, uh, James Harden, when he comes off the pick, you cannot give elite scores three to four feet of space when they come off of that pick and roll. Because what they're either going to shoot it, knock it down for a high percentage, or they are going to pick you apart offensively. Because now with the, with the drop defense, it's not definitive. You don't know your, your backside coverage doesn't know what to do. You know you got to go up. Like say for instance, I don't know if this is a football term or anything, but say say for instance, if your linebacker goes to make a tackle, you got to have somebody your your free safety come up too, right? Or your strong mm-hmm. safety come up, right? Yeah. That's the the safety doesn't know what to do. Right. If the if if the linebacker Vucevic or Tristan Thompson doesn't commit. Hmm. So you got to commit so I know what my job is. But if you if you stay in la la land, I don't know what to do. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm just back here in limbo and hmm. also I'm leaving Hall of Fame is open for 18 18 foot jump shots. Hmm. <laughs> you know? That's the only weakness that I see. But if we can correct that, then there's nobody going to be able to deal with us, man, defensively. Like you said, death by a thousand cuts. When Lonzo is on the floor, when, when Caruso is on the floor, those guys actually make everybody else better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. One thing, and I, I actually have two questions for you. One thing, why are they paying to drop defense there? Then why? Why? Well, who's the... Is there a rush down? Do you see something on the court? Like, maybe some they do because they're trying to cover, some, cover for, for someone. Like, why do you think they are playing this defense all year? Some damn dude with an analytics sitting in his, in his basement <laughs> in Utah somewhere said, hey, you know what? If you play this <laughs> if you play this defense, then, you know, we're going to make uh, – it, it stops the opponent, what, 50% of the time. Somebody probably came up with this because this defense was not around when I played. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's to me, it's, it's fool's gold, man. You know, yeah, you got 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 me miss miss a shot two or three times, but do you think I want to play a drop defense against Trey Young the whole game? Right on average, on average, yeah, it works, but it doesn't work for those like playoff teams. You may Play, work for exactly. the other teams, so in in a seven know, game series, out, right? But the seven in a seven game series, series absolutely not. I mean, look, them. look, go look at the game we played against San Antonio in San Antonio mm. uh, um, a couple weeks ago, Greg Popovich said, okay, you guys going to play the drop defense against us for the last five minutes as all they ran was pick and roll. Mm. And DeJounte Murray absolutely killed us yeah. because we yeah. were not guarding him. And he just, well, he just, he was like, oh, yo, you guys going to give me this? Okay, I'm going to rise up and knock down these mm-hmm. three, these threes or twos. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing you can't do, like you said in the playoffs. You can do it against mediocre teams. You can you could do it against you can do it against uh, maybe Charlotte. You can do it against uh, Indiana when they don't have Karis LeVert. Karis right. <laughs> <laughs> LeVert had forty something Cooper. on us because yeah. we were running the drop defense. But now he's in Cleveland. But say for instance, we played Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! In the playoffs, Darius Garland, yeah, Darius Garland and Karis LeVert. Are we can Fuck we do it. that against them? No, absolutely not. You're right because they did it against Sacramento too. Like that's why uh, De'Aaron Fox was cooking 
Because that's what yeah, Sabonis yeah. does. You know, Sabonis sets those picks and he's rolling. You know, that's just how yeah. it goes. So, yeah, they yep. run that drop against him and, man, De'Aaron was cooking. Yeah. Now, it's tough. And you, and you see me say on the show, Big Day, I, I, you know me, I, I, I'm like really into the games. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going crazy in there in the studio because <laughs> they're running this drop defense, man. You know, I don't know what, I, I hope to God they don't do it in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> I hope to God. Because, you know, I like that playoff money, Big Dave. I know you do. I, like I, know. I know, man. I know. I know. And, I didn't know that. And, I know. And I want to go, I want to go three or four series. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's like, I'm trying to hit this vacation. I, hey, look, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's I, right. I got to take, I got I to gotta take the family to Turks and Caicos. Right. I see, I, see, I, see the, I see the palm trees in the background right there. Those real old eyes. I see those. You missing out on something yeah. right there? That's inspiration. Good kid got the palm, the palm trees, trees in the back. You talking oh, about yeah, the plants palm, in the back. Yeah, yeah. Those are my palm trees, man, those that I had imported in. Yeah, inspiration for that playoff money. That's all that is. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me ask, let me ask you this, man. Um, because we we've talked about, you know, the Bulls just how surprising that they are, the fact they're in first mm. place. I want who's what's been more surprising to you was was Vooch's, uh, we'll call it slump, more surprising to you, or was Demar Derozan playing at Wilt Chamberlain record levels more surprising to you? Which one was more surprising to you? Wilt Chamberlain type numbers from Demar Derozan. I think didn't he just set the record for most thirty five plus point yeah. games with yeah. seven while, while shooting over fifty percent? Yeah, while shooting over fifty percent. Yeah, look, everybody said, oh well, Demar is the worst free agent, not everybody, but a lot of people said DeMar DeRozan is is the worst free agent signing of the year, right? So I don't don't agree with that because he just came off of a 21 uh, per game scoring average with San Antonio Spurs last season. Right. So, you know, I go and I watch him play. I was like, okay, he still got, this this is before everybody saw them. This is when I was going to the practices and during training camp. I was like, Mm -hmm. he still got it, man. But I had no idea he was going to just bust out the way that he's done. And and destroying analytics, by the way, because most of his shots are two-point shots. He rarely takes a three-point shot. Yeah. Okay? And the way that he's doing, he's efficient at it as well. He's not taking that many shots to to get his scoring average. And the thing about him is his his buckets are timely. You know, I'm, I'm coming to the point where... When he raises up, I just think it's gonna go in every time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was talking, I was and and actually the league is tailor made for DeMar because and I was talking to Mark Davis, who's an NBA rep and a friend of mine. You know, his son goes to the same school as, as, as mine, and we you know, we see each other quite often. He he's part of the 6040 club too. <laughs> but uh, he said the reason the reason why is because you can't touch the, you can't touch DeMar. Be like you can't arm bar him like we used to do. Mm-hmm. We can't put our hands on him like you used to. He can go wherever he wants to go on that basketball court and rise up and take his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't block it, you just out of luck. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why he's operating at such a high level, man. Because he's the, he's discovered, and the Bulls have, have discovered. Look, man, these guys can't touch me. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna get to my spot and pull up. Mm-hmm. This is like playing horse. Mm, I want to. Yeah. I can't wait to see that with Tristan Thompson because he does his little things that get you open. Like I, he he does things that other players the Bulls don't do that I get mad at. Like when somebody cuts to the basket, Tristan will actually block off his man, pin him, so he can open layup. Things like that he does on the team. I'm like, oh, why don't you just you got the block, Bruce? If you just pin your man down, 
he does those little things. I can imagine like him, the tricks of the trade for him and DeMar on pick and roll or whatever. I know no, no, no. he's actually going to run to the basket. <laughs> like some of my big man don't do. He's going to do the right. little things that even help DeMar's game, even Zach's game too as well. Yeah, well, he, he knows how to play. I mean, he yeah. played with, with, with one of the best ever in LeBron and, you know, he's won a championship. So, you know, he, he's been in those intense moments and, you know, he plays, in my opinion, a traditional big man game, which is what I was asking Booch to go back to when he was in his slump. You notice when he go, went back to playing like a seven-footer, is supposed to play, now he's now he's the all-star Booch again. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he had started that out a little earlier. But Tristan Thompson brings all of those intangibles that you just talked about, and he's going to also bring that co- uh, 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 air of confidence to the Bulls as well because – they know that's the piece we needed. Mm-hmm. That's the piece we needed to become the best team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think – I just can't wait to see him play with, with the rest of the guys. I'm just yeah. – can't imagine that defense when so many times Ball and Caruso will stop the ball, but they get to the basket. And another point, with Boosh is shooting threes, there's no one in the paint to rebound. You see Short Brown jumping for his life, trying to tip the ball. He can't do it now. You get by ball somehow, you got to contend with uh, Tristan Thompson and reset your offense. So you're going to see a lot of guys taking shots late in the shot clock now with Tristan in the game. Of course, the ball and Cruz get healthy. And two, if Vucic, if, if he's in the game with Tristan, he's going to probably shoot more jump shots, right? But now you have a guy, if he misses a shot, you make it off his rebound, rebound now. Instead of just, you know, who shoots a shot now, you know it's going the other way right away, right? You're not getting the ball back. Now you got somebody who's going to go in the post. I mean, the paint was who take those jump shots and actually get the rebound. That's not named Vooch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's 100%, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, you can play those two together as well. You know, I think that Tristan initially will come off of the bench to back up Vooch, but I like Tristan at the four alongside Vooch. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, though. Just because Tristan is in there, I don't want Vooch to go back to shooting those three-point shots like he, <laughs> like he does. Because I, I think... If he if he is on, okay, that that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when he gets to start shooting five, six, seven three pointers a game, mm-hmm. that's that's when I believe he gets away from what's brought him back to being an all star, and that's playing and and getting his offense inside the paint or close to it. Okay, KG, I, when you said on TV, David noticed I'm yelling with you. So so please, you played the NBA. Tell me, why doesn't Billy Donovan just say give us the ball to post? Billy, when Billy talks about the offense, he always seems to say, I want him to get the ball to post within the floor of the offense. In my brain, I'm like, just, just say, post up, Vooch, run the play. And, and why, why is that happening? Tell me. You've been in the NBA. Why is it Billy Donovan telling Vooch? Obviously, he's not. Why is he not encouraging the team and telling Vooch to get the post more, more than not? Well, I mean, everybody has their different style of coaching. You know, I think Billy Donovan – he does a lot of stuff indirectly. Like he'll he'll say something, but he means this, and 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 he'll it'll it'll hit his players a little bit different. I think Billy Donovan has a different coaching style than most coaches. Maybe he does. Maybe he draws those plays up in the um, timeouts. Maybe he says it before pregame. You know, when you about to go out on the court and you're drawing up the game plan on, on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that that I've noticed about Billy Donovan, he never criticizes his team or a player publicly. He may do it behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and he may um, 
say things like you just talked about indirectly. Like he says that we have to get the offense within the flow. Or we have to get the ball to Vooch within the flow of the offense. But he never says, okay, we need to get the ball to Vooch. You know, mm -hmm. he, he just does, that's just not his style. Mm -hmm. I think it's upon the point guards, Lonzo Ball, Io DeSumo, who's been getting the ball yes, to Vooch right. to make that right. happen. You know, that's why you want floor generals. You know, mm -hmm. uh, some of the best point guards I played with, Rod Strickland, Sherman Douglas, Muggsy Bogues, Steve Bardo. Whenever they, whenever our big man was hot, they knew to get him the basketball. They didn't even need the coach to tell him, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that that's another key component about Io. He mm -hmm. knows when to give Vooch the basketball. Correct. Okay, and, and actually, I think Vooch should go and take Io out, out to lunch or not, <laughs> not rookie Hayes him. I say, I say, look, Rook, you don't, have to, don't, you don't have to buy nothing else. You're not carrying no more bags. You just keep giving me that ball. Yeah. You know, because he has helped Vooch turn himself back into an all-star. That's exactly what I was going to uh, talk about next was Io and what he's doing for Vooch, because I kind of I kind of talked about that uh, early, like in the season, because you saw what Io and Kofi had down in Illinois, and yeah. you saw how the plays he would run. It was always he penetrates, he gets to the post, smooth pass, you know, ill bounce pass right there, and mm -hmm. it was always on the money, you know, what I'm saying to yeah. Kofi, and he and he knew just what to do with it, you know, as soon as he got it. I thought right. that would benefit Vooch. I'm glad to start seeing it now. The other mm -hmm. player. I think it's going to also benefit is Tristan Thompson because yeah. that's the play. That's his style of play. Tristan will set you to pick at the top of the key and he's gone. You know, that if he sets that pick, he's rolling right to the bucket. You find him easy. You know what I mean? Right to the bucket. Cause IO is going to penetrate with you. As soon as that pick hits, he's going to the bucket. So if the, both defenders are going with IO, he knows exactly. And it's brilliant. His timing, you know what I'm saying? On his passes. Cause he knows exactly. I don't know if he's reading the feet, I don't know if he's, I don't know what he's doing, but he, he knows exactly when to drop that bounce pass off to that big man and puts it exactly where all they have to do is lay it in. Cause Kendall, I always say great point guards move thinking. So yeah. the way where he puts it, you know, in their hands, they don't have to do anything, but lay it up. It's not a thought to have. It's like, well, this is an easy shot for me. So I think Tristan will definitely benefit uh, from Ayo being there. Yeah, he, he will. And and the reason being because Tristan is not a guy that's gonna he's not skilled as an outside shooter. You right, know, uh, right. he, he's a guy that needs to operate around the basket. You give him the ball ten feet and in, he could he can do some things with it. Mm -hmm. And that's where Io comes in. Uh, because he lays those passes as you just talked about on you so well and, and all you have to do is say take it from here to here and you're gonna mm -hmm. score. And you know, going back to Io. A lot of people are surprised at his development. I'm not really that surprised because because okay. Illinois in summer league they had him <laughs> playing off the ball. Yes, Kendall. He's not a two guard. Right. Okay. Right. Io has been playing point guard since he was at Morgan Park High School. Right. That's correct. Okay. So now he, he's already a high basketball IQ guy. He's already not afraid of the moment. But then you put the basketball back in his hand and let him be him. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what has happened. I mean, you don't want your players to get injured like Lonzo has gone out, but it's a blessing in disguise because now Ayo, he's, you guys know that since he's been in the starting lineup, he's played the fourth, I believe, or fifth most minutes in the NBA. Mm. Wow. And he won a night or something? Yeah. And yeah. it's paid dividends for the Bulls because, one, he, he's getting the experience, and, two, 
He's getting the trust of the vets in him to run the position. Mm-hmm. They trust him out there. They like when he's out there right. because he's not a shoot first point guard. Right. He, he, want, he wants to do his job as far as getting the, the rest of the players involved. He's a quarterback and a very big one at that. Six foot five, mm-hmm. long, rangy. And it's great for him because we know when Lonzo comes back, Lonzo is going to go back in the starting lineup. Of course. But it's great for him to get this experience now because when the playoffs come and you bring an IO off the bench with all of that experience and all that confidence, that's why I say other other teams, y'all, you guys better beware, man. This team, this team, we we we're still at the top of the Eastern Conference, but it's still like around the league, we don't get the respect no. that we do. Everybody thinks that we just like a, a novelty or like a little joke. Mm. But wait, but wait till the playoffs. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Yeah, Tristan's a much better passer than people realize, and then mm-hmm. and, uh, I just. Dude, this team just seems so awesome. It seems too awesome in my head. It just does. It seems too yeah. good. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know health is like, Phoenix is doing well because they're healthy. Milwaukee right. going to be healthy. Health is a big issue. I just I just hope to God it that, is. that this team could be healthy and playing at their peak. If they don't, watch out next year. I mean, watch out next year. If they're not healthy and they can't make go deep in the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. it, it would suck. But next year, oh my goodness, yeah. it's going to be Well, good. you know, I, I think that the front office – believes that we are one year ahead of schedule. Yeah. They, they thought this team would be this way next year. Yeah. But since we're one year ahead of schedule, they're like, shoot, why don't we have some more pieces? Let's try and go for it now. Right. You know? <laughs> and in and, 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 and all actuality, we're in position to be Eastern Conference champions the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. The way that they set everything up. Yeah. Don't do this to me, You know, because we got a mixture of veterans. We got a mixture of young players. We got a we got we got championship uh, experience on our team with Caruso and now Thompson. You know they 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 mixed and blended this team perfectly. Let's not forget, you know these guys did a pretty good job with the Denver Nuggets too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that they constructed yeah. them, yeah. and now they're doing the same thing here in Chicago. Yeah, man, it's amazing to watch every night, game after game, especially knowing what we had to, what we were forced to go through yeah. in the past four yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? Bulls on like, the chest. Bulls on the chest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kendall, you know what I mean? Like, having to deal with that and then just coming in and seeing the competency, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of this team yeah. and the just basketball logic that they right. play with, but also it you can see it going all the way up to the front office. They have that same kind of logic. And they know what they're looking at on the floor. And I don't have to worry. Like, when when Zoe went out, the biggest compliment I gave Io was I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw Io in there. We good. Yeah. You know, I, it didn't even bother me. It didn't even hurt me. Yeah. Like, Caruso went out. I was like, oh, man. You know, I was like, well, certain guys going to have to move around, you know, do things uh, like that. But as soon as he went out, I was like, oh, yeah, we got a point guard. Like, okay, cool. We, we can hold that down till he gets back. Um, yeah. I think that's and let me ask let me get your opinion on this because I think that's kind of what the front office was thinking as far as why they didn't make any trades was mm-hmm. because they felt like they were getting the trades uh back because guys were coming back from injuries uh later on. Uh did right. you want to see the Bulls do anything, you know what I'm saying, kind of make a trade or something, or stand and pat is kind of where you were at uh going into this. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted them to uh, try to make a trade for Tristan Thompson or okay. Robin Lopez. Okay, something something that you uh, wouldn't have to give up that much for. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, would I give up Javante Green for Tristan Thompson? As much as I'd hate to do that, yeah. Would I give up a second rounder for Tristan Thompson? Yeah. You know, uh, or or Robin Lowe. Yeah, I I would do that to make my team better. So, and and I think that the Bulls wanted to keep, the front office wanted to keep this team together to see how well they could do this year. Because let's not forget, even though this team is 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 built now for for the future, I think the Bulls want to see if they can win now, because they got a lot of guys to pay. They got to pay Kobe White, they got to pay Io exactly. coming up in two years. They got to pay Zach, who mm-hmm. might get the supermax, if he, and uh, you know. So, will you go into the luxury tax if you're winning big time? And you're vying for championships. I think that's what they want to see. Let's let's try and go for it now. Because if we if we if we try if we win in championships, then I don't mind paying a luxury tax. Yeah. Well, let me ask because I know I might have to pay these guys. But if we don't, if if we're not a contender, then I'm gonna let some of these guys go. True. So I think that's why they want to keep everything okay. together to see whether they can go for it now. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But let me let yeah. me ask you this though, Kate, because as, as much as we've been glowing about the Bulls and how amazing it's been and how awesome the season's been, and it has been for sure, mm-hmm. to come into going into the second half of the season, the Bulls have, I think, the second toughest schedule uh, in do. the NBA. And knowing they still have these injuries that they have to deal with and contend with. And on top of that, knowing that they haven't beaten those teams that everybody says are going to be a problem for them, the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers, you know, teams like that. They haven't, they haven't been able to beat those teams. Um, how concerning is it going into this start of the season, knowing you're not going to have all your pieces yet uh, available to you when you start this basically gauntlet part two, because gauntlet part one was that West coast trip earlier on in the season. How, how concerning is it to you knowing all, all of these factors in uh, going forward for the bulls in the second half? It's, it's concerning, but we got to go, we got to go that way anyway. You know, I'm not concerned about, you know, our record against the teams that you talked about because we haven't been healthy, you know, we haven't been healthy all season long. We've not, we've not had everybody together. Now, when, when we do get everybody, you, you, you guys remember when we were healthy and when we went out to the West coast and we beat the Clippers, beat the yeah. Lakers. Yeah. That's yeah. the team I know we have, you know, yeah. so yeah. That, that, that's why I'm not concerned about, uh, we beat, we beat Utah when Utah was the best team in the league earlier this that's season true. because we were, we were healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, the first six games after the All Star break is, is is going to be tough. But hopefully, Tristan will be part of the team at that mm-hmm. point. Hopefully, Zach. Well, yeah, I know he's going to play in the All Star game today, but hopefully, he will be back. And you know, the injections in his knee that he got will, will make his knee uh, whole for the for the rest of the season. Then he can go get more treatment. Um, so. I'm actually looking forward to it because I want to really see where we are with Tristan and with Zach back and, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. Of course has come back. Javante is back. Now all we need is, is three more guys. And when we get those three guys, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of anybody, you know? So that's, that's where I stand on that, man. I'm not too concerned about it. Okay. All right, KG. Now before I get out of here, I have to ask you about this all-star weekend and, and not what just happened in all-star weekend, but, I'm more curious about your memories of All-Star Weekend and how it was mm-hmm. for you 
um, participating in it. First off, um, yeah. what, what was what was the memories for you actually participating in Austin? You know, I remember being so nervous for the duck contest. I wasn't nervous doing warm-ups, but then when you go out there, they call your name, and you out there amongst you know the whole world is watching you do dunks and everything. That's uh, so I can identify with the participants who, who who have been out there. But you know, the whole experience. You know, you around the best of the best. The whole league is there. The whole the 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 commissioner is there and, and his team. You know, it's it's a great experience for young players to get to see exactly how the NBA works and what a machine it is. Mm. You know, because the NBA is a machine, man. And yeah. uh you saw the production last night with uh DJ Khaled and Mary J. Blige and yeah. some rappers that I don't even know. I think a little baby, a big <laughs> baby, baby, whatever, whatever. No, little baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my my kids know, but I don't know. But it was a great experience and, um, you know, but the one thing, the dunk contest sucked last night, oh, it did. you know, hard. Yeah, it, it was horrible. <laughs> they they got to do something about getting players in that people like really want to see you remember back in the day how like when in my dunk contest mm -hmm. sean kemp mm -hmm. dominique wilkins yeah you know names i think that that's what you have to do to get get people excited about the dunk contest again like aaron gordon and zach levine you know you want to see those oh yeah i want to see those guys you know and you want to see the guys that can execute you know mm. the guys last night could not execute is that what made and, you, you know, want to get like, in it? Huh? Is that what made you want to get in it? Like guys like you heard you saw Sean Kemp in there, you saw Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what I, made you say I'm trying to get in this? Yeah, yeah. And and they uh, they ask me, you know, they they don't uh they come to you and say, "Listen, I, we know you're a great dunker. The league does." And they say, right. "You want to be in a dunk contest." And I was like, "Yeah, shoot, I I'll, I'll be in it." Cuz I had won the, the college slam dunk contest the year before that. That's true. Uh, so th that's why they asked me. And, you know, in my rookie, year, I was dunking all over the place, too. But that is also um, true. <laughs> what I'd also like to see, I'd like to see Zion in it. Yeah, man. I'd like to see LeBron in it. Yeah. No, like yeah, see... Now, that was my point. That's my point right there. Because, like, I blame that on LeBron James. This is one of the reasons why I, I love LeBron James. You can't. One of the... <laughs> I don't want to get into Michael Jordan LeBron debate, debate kind of. No, we we gonna yeah, get into that. But we, but, we, but we one of the things that, one thing that, that the reason why Jordan is Jordan because he participated in the goddamn dunk contest. Yeah. If LeBron James would would have participated, his generation would have said, "Oh, okay, that's my hero. That's my guy to look up to." I understand. I need to do this because LeBron James is the ambassador of the league. He's the face of the league. He's doing this. He's not scared to lose a dunk contest like Michael wasn't scared. Then right. then you have a generation of players who 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 now encouraged who now encouraged by you know, their hero. And, the, and so those stars participate in dunk contests oh, because he <laughs> went on TV and lied and said he wouldn't do it, copped out, got scared or whatever. So now yeah. that generation is like, yeah, you know, it's not the same. If he had participated, I think it would have been really different going forward. But he Good didn't. Point. So, no, I, I I totally agree with you on that. And plus, we want to see the 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 megastars of the league compete in in those events. I mean, Steph Curry, yeah, he didn't do the three-point contest this year, but he's participated a number of mm -hmm. times. Clay Thompson yeah. has. You know, I want to see those guys shoot. I want to see the best shooters shoot it out. You know, when, right. back when Larry Bird did it here in Chicago. Yep. You know, Craig Hodges, all those guys. You know, we knew yep. those guys for shooting three-point shots. Now, you know, 
unfortunately, Zion Williamson is, you know, I don't know what's going on with him, but his injuries and everything. Uh, I would like would have liked to have seen him in it. Uh, as you said, LeBron, uh, you know, guys like that, man. Look, Kawhi Leonard. You know. even, even Andrew Wiggins. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins earned his career. He could jump. Andrew Wiggins has yeah. big hands. He could jump. Watch the high school. But he doesn't have the mentality to do it. He just doesn't care, I guess. And he never participated. They and they they just want to they they just want to go to All Star Weekend and sit around and, and watch it. You. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, and then wonder yeah. why it's bad. <laughs> right, because you're not yeah. in it, bro. That's why. It's right, bad. You know what I mean? like, right, that's right. That's why man. it sucks. Like, yeah, yeah now, I want to see. Now he mentioned you mentioned the the, the LeBron James MJ debate. What? Yeah. Who who do, who do you guys think is the greatest of all time? I first, of all, first, of all, first of all, I need I need, I need you to, I need you to uh, sign out and sign back into the podcast. And then we can start over the podcast again. Because how dare you come on this show and think there's a debate? <laughs> oh, I know there's no debate. I'm just there's asking no debate. you. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. No. I'll let you know. I'll let you, you know. know where I stand, KG. Happened. You know yeah, where yeah. I stand. Yeah, yeah. This is all. My last name is Jordan. This is, this is I got Sky. No. No, no debate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. look, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Does, I'm with you on that. But watching LeBron this year. And, and how he's playing, man. How, how incredible is that to you? It's incredible. Like watching yeah. what he's It's doing. incredible because what is he? He's 37 years old now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he's playing at an MVP level. Too bad his team is not not winning. Correct. But that's that's a testament to how great of an athlete he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, to be playing at this level at 37 years old is is a feat. Um he could be mentioned in the MVP conversation, but you know, you can't really give it to him any really serious consideration because the team is not winning. Mm. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's put the team on his back, man, and, and he's done a great job once again. I think the reason why Russell Westbrook is having such a tough time out there is just like Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose was briefly in, in Cleveland. You cannot – if you're a point guard, I'm not going to play with LeBron James because mm. LeBron James is the point guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's going to take your game away. You go back to when he was in Miami, Chris Bosh said, I had to adapt to playing with LeBron. It was hard for me to do so. I got used to him. I was able to do it halfway through my first season, but it was hard for me to adapt to him. So if you're a point guard, guess what? He's going to, LeBron's going to take your whole game away because he's the one handling the basketball 80% of the time. And that's why Westbrook is having such a tough time out there. Yeah, LeBron becomes the offense, and he's not an off-ball. He's not a post-up player. He's not, he doesn't play off the ball. And no, he's 6'9", 6'10", and wants to stand on behalf of people, which is what he does. He won't feel a championship doing it. But because he does that, it kind of skews the game a little bit, which you, your point is, and it's not the same game. Westbrook can play the same game. Westbrook can run point guard and shoot the ball to LeBron, you know, as, for, as a spot-up shooter or direct him in the post on <laughs> a regular occasion because LeBron has to have the ball on top of the key and do his thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And but look, I got LeBron third best of all time. Yeah, same here. You know, same here man. For a reason. I mean, he, he, he's a great player, been great for the game, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that in order for him to be mentioned as the greatest of all time, and Big Dave, I've told you this many times, he's got to be in the 6 5 club. That means yeah. at least six championships and at least five MVPs. It's only three players to do that Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and Michael Jordan. Right. Until he gets there, the conversation is over. It's moot. Can't even talk about it. Well, you can't choke with the finals, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, seriously, if you're the greatest of all time, you don't choke in the finals. That's like the definition of it. Choking is not like on the resume. You choke in the finals, oh, you're no, it's not, that shouldn't happen. 
Yeah, so but it's not. It's not even just choking in the final. It's having the best team. That in right, the, the best team and, and having Jason Terry you're the best player you in the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. I, I I could not believe I saw Jason Terry outball you in the fourth quarter yeah. and laughed at you. <laughs> like, yeah. And I love that. At the time, I was rooting for him to be great. Then when I saw that, I'm like, okay, you ain't that, bro. I was like, you ain't. Mm. <laughs> like you're great, but I see Jason Terry clowning you in the fourth quarter, bro. And you shrinking? Like, nah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I what mean, it it's is, true. Man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, that that's a fact. But I mean, how many how many championships did LeBron has? Three or four? Four. That's four. four, right? Mm-hmm. Four. I mean, that's saying something. I mean, it, it is. I mean, he's got, he got four four MVPs too, right? Yeah, four MVPs went to what like eight straight, nine straight finals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. no, nah, he's he's a special special kind of player, man. And I, time, and I never but... want that lost. When people are having these debates and discussions, like you got him, like I might not think he's the greatest. I might have him at three, but dude, we're not, you know, we're not like, oh, you know, he's soft or he can't. No, bro, that dude is amazing. All right, never seen nothing like LeBron James. You can't, yeah, you can't be soft and and achieve what he's achieved. You know what I'm saying? Come on, you can't do it. And (laughs) the thing is, too, and I I tell like Jason Golf, who's my broadcast partner at NBC Mm -hmm. Sports Chicago. You know, he's a big LeBron guy. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. he's thinking LeBron is the greatest of all time. I told him, I was like, listen, man, if your life was on the line and you needed to win this game, who are you gonna pick? LeBron James or Michael Jordan? He said Jordan. I was like, case closed. What are you talking about? Don't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because Michael like, rather okay. die. Michael rather die than lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody. I was watching it's funny. I was watching the 75th. I don't know. I was watching the uh, I don't know you guys watched that draft at TNT. They drafted the top 75 players. Okay. Yeah. Last night I was watching it, and you know it was of course every team on the board is great. Jordan went three, and mm-hmm. and so but to so every team you know had like a ten round whatever they shows you know all safety out players, and so and so at the end of the day how they now how they figured out the best team was the, the NBA had this you know uh, this you know AI figure out you know combine you know numbers and who had the best team and who's gonna win. And I think uh, I think um, some other team some other team won, but in my mind I'm like. The team that won is the team that got Jordan. Like, what are you talking about? I don't care what Atlanta say. No, Mike divide every number. You right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, obviously the team with Jordan is going to win. The shit is going to win between the 75. You know, it's just like, who, you don't, who, you don't who doubt that. So, hmm? so they drafted Michael third? Well, yeah, so, okay. It, it was kind of funny, though. <laughs> what happened was you had, like, Jay West, Dominique. You had, like, the the the, the NBA kind of, like, uh, TV shows, right? Yeah. So you had Jay West, um, Graph One. You had Quazo, uh, Quazo, what's his name? You know, you know. Uh, the right oh, Migos, from the Migos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had him do one, and then he had inside the NBA draft. You know, Sean, Shaq. They all had like whatever, right? Dominic Wilkins went first. He picked himself. Oh, he ain't taking Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. And then, and then Jay West went. Jay West, like, of course, he picked Kobe. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then, a quarter sources was like, "How the hell we get Mike at three? So they got. <laughs> So they, so they had to get a mic. That makes all That's the sense. You got okay, Dominique okay, now, and Jerry West. Why, now I see why. Right. Now it makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. They 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 weren't picking for, you know, who should be. They're picking yeah. like, yeah. Kind you know, of you know I, God rest his soul, but I can't, I know Jerry West had, I mean, he was, Kobe was his man. Mm-hmm. But I'm not picking Kobe. I'm picking Kareem. No, yeah. Pick Kareem. Yeah. I'm picking Kareem. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> Those are my, it's either Michael Kareem for me if I'm Michael Kareem, one or the other, yeah. Yeah, it's one yeah. or the other with that, man. So, but that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, who, who drafted KG? Uh, who, drafted, who drafted KG? Well, uh, he was a top 75. Dave, Dave, why you gotta do that, man? Yeah, man. No, I'm not so why do I have to tell him that? 
But he's, guys, he's, he's, guys, he's 75 guys, on my list. You guys, but but you his thing though, his thing, okay. you got that right, KG. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did have wild cards, so they had four wild cards, so you could pick off the board. Oh, KG's you know, on so my wild card, board. no question. But, uh, right, gosh. Right. but Chris, yeah, yeah, are you drafting? Cool. Are you drafting Charlotte KG? Or are you drafting Sonics KG? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think I, tell I, you I, I like Charlotte because there you go. I like Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte KG. Charlotte KG. KG was, was a beast, though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I know. But but you know you know the one thing and 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 Big Day. I told you this before. I, Seattle, great city. They have some of the best fans in the league. They I deserve to come back. I know where you're going. <laughs> Go ahead. But I sh- one of the one of, I had two regrets in the NBA. One is leaving Charlotte uh, as a yeah. free agent. I never should have left there. Okay. I, I actually got talked into going. Uh, signing that contract uh, with the Sonics. You know, I love the team and 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 the city and everything. I just did not get along with the with the coach at the time. No, and, and KG, KG, before you stop here, Dave laughs because I am not a big fan of that coach. I yeah, not. I mean, well, I know you. I am not a big fan of him that's, at all. That's, 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 so that's, thank you, KG, for saying that. Make me, make me feel better by uh, yeah. We won't even coach. say his name, but that's a whole <laughs> different podcast. But but the thing is in in. Uh, Seattle, my minutes, the minutes of all of the players were cut down dramatically. Like they only like to like to play that coaching uh, crew only like to play their players 30 to 31 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that that's what they like to do. I should have being a young player. I didn't I, I, I didn't look over everything like I should have, mm-hmm. you know, but had I seen that, no way would I have ever signed with them because when you take off seven to eight minutes a game off of your time, it drastically affects the numbers that you get and, and the way that you play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I think that, uh, you know, in Charlotte, I was playing 38 minutes a game. You know, that's why I was able to produce the numbers and produce uh, the wins that we got with me, Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson, uh, Muggsy Bowles, Bill Curry, all those guys. We had a great crew. That was one of the mistakes that I made in my career, I never should have left the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but things happen for a reason. I was, a, you know, I wish that I could have played seven, eight, nine years with, with Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning because yeah. we would have we would have done some special things. Well, yeah. if somebody that, you know, that loves you, but loves the Bulls more, I'm kind of glad <laughs> that you <laughs> left and went on to the conference because, man, hey. you were a problem. Although, although hey. I did like you, I did like you guarding Jordan. Like, like I said, you won a few players when I watched guard Jordan. I was like, KG, not scared of Jordan. He ain't scared. You know no, the hell out of him. So I did appreciate you because it's it very few, maybe once a year, twice a year, you saw two guard sort of like measure up to Jordan and he's one of those guys. So I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I didn't suffer from the Mike Tyson effect. You know, the mm-hmm. Mike Tyson effect, you remember when Mike Tyson you, was in his prime? Mm-hmm. He, he, he used to have fighters beat before they even got to the arena. Sure did. You yep. know? And, <laughs> sure and, did. And I just vowed, I'm like, I am not, I'm like, he, he's an inch taller than me. I, I probably got a longer wingspan than him. I know he's great, but I'm not going to back down. I've never done that before in my life, mm-hmm. you know? From 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 him, uh, but I mean, he was great, man. The only the only move that that gave me problems, well, it was two moves that he had that gave me problems, is one when he was in the post and 
when he shot his fadeaway jump shot, sometimes I couldn't get to it because he used to jump so far backwards and he jumped right. so far in the air. And also, when he was coming, you can go back and watch YouTube videos of MJ. When he was coming full force at you, he would take an in and out dribble. Yeah, that, he actually yeah. made Nick Anderson fall. And you know, Nick is my brother. Oh, yeah. But he actually made Nick it. Anderson fall with the in and out dribble one time mm -hmm. in Orlando. You know, that was, that move I always had problems with, with him. You know, and also then throwing the triangle offense too. And I, Big Dave, I always talk about this as yeah. well. The triangle offense is the most devastating offense in basketball history. Mm -hmm. There's only one six championships. I, just, I don't know why they don't run it now. <laughs> I don't know either, man. You know, they the, don't thing is, the thing is, you need you need guys with high basketball IQ to run Correct. it. Correct. You guys Correct. are able to think two or three plays ahead. Yeah. Like you look at a guy like Io, you look at a guy like um, Lonzo. Zach, Lonzo. Those yeah. guys can run it. Caruso, yeah. You know? Caruso, all those guys can run it. Yeah, fact, I think the Clippers. I, I remember it's kind of interesting because I remember I felt validated a little bit. So I was the yell at the Clippers. Why, why don't they run the triangle? They have sort of Michael Scotty kind of thing in L.A. Yeah, um, you know. And I remember then I remember like a month later they they, they tried it. Like, oh my God, they're doing the triangle, and then they pretty just got rid of it. Because I think they just don't want to, you know, I don't think Kawhi wanted to post that much. He didn't want to operate from the post that much. It's like, I don't get it. I don't get but it. Yeah, it, but, but the triangle offense lends to all of Kawhi's strength. That's yes. where I thought he's, he's he's more comp to Jordan than anybody, you know, as far as like the, yeah. the mid-range and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I guess guys don't want to be in a system like that. They want to go one-on-one type of key most of the times. And I don't Every, know. Look, with, with the production, with AAU basketball, all players are trained now. Give me the basketball. Let me go one-on-one. -on -one. Let me do my thing. You know, I think, and another thing AAU basketball does, in my opinion, is it, you play so many games that losing doesn't matter to you. Okay, you know, you go to an AAU tournament. I got, I got I'm going to have three or four games today. Oh, it doesn't matter whether I lose. I got another game in five minutes. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's why actually I don't have my son playing a lot of AAU because I don't want him developing that type of mentality. It's okay, man. I got another game. No, every game means something, man. You know, yeah. you always got to have that mentality. So that that's that's I'm I'm talking like the old man, get off my grass and everything like that. But <laughs> oh, I feel you. I'm old man too. So yeah, but, I, but I mean that. <laughs> I was that. I was watching Rise of Stars and I was yelling that day because I I I, I I I told I texted that Dave. Uh, there's a this has been threes and and uh and drafts, and I tweeted out if I had a mid-range jump shot like two minutes in the thing, and I tweeted out basketball alert, we had a mid-range jump shot in the Rise of Stars game. Because <laughs> they were just, just shooting, it was like paying like about, like in grammar school, throwing up threes and going to the basket. No one it's an 80% of the court game. was just a north. Yeah. No, no one wanted to do anything in the mid. They're just like drive or shoot threes. But then when they got to the championship, they started playing defense, and then you started uh -huh. seeing your mid-range. Yeah. You saw all that come out, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 let, yeah, them, yeah. let them play around at first, man. Let the kids be kids. <sighs> so, so is, that, is that the way you guys think the game is going to be tonight? I think it's going to be a little more competitive because because of how they have it now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like playing for halves and playing for certain charities and how it's kind of set up. They, mm -hmm. They're a little more competitive in how they play. And especially when it gets to that final game, you know, when they play right. that final half then they start playing defense and, and, you know, it gets more competitive and stuff like that. But to start, I don't expect it to be, you know, I expect everybody just be running around, you know, to kick it off and <laughs> doing sweet alley-oops so, and all so, that other okay. stuff. 
Okay, so I'm not going to tune in to well, probably about an hour. Yeah, hour, yeah take your time. Hour, to the game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Kendall. Tune in when it matters. You know what I'm saying? Tune in when it matters, though. You know, it's like the old Bulls, how you know it didn't matter what happened in the first half. Once that third quarter came, third quarter then came. you were like, okay, now it's game time. You know what I'm saying? Do that. Yeah, believe me, yeah, because I was a part of a lot of that. They turned it on and turned it on. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Kendall, we, we all, every game, it was so spoiled. Me, you know, Chicago, we was like, eh. Third quarter, it'd be all right. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. And that's, that's yeah. what happened. That's what yeah, it was, yeah. man. Man, we've been talking uh, <laughs> to the pre and post game <laughs> co host with Jason Goffin and Will Purdue. Our guy, Kendall Gill, also a 15 year NBA veteran, hosts the Steel's leader for not just one game, but for three straight games. For three, three straight <laughs> games, yeah. And KG, man. Thank you for joining us, KG, man. It's, it's always an honor that you come on, man. I mean everything I tell you when I tell you you're my favorite player in the line out history. Oh, thanks, bro. It follows your whole career, man. Like, you are truly, 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 truly one of my favorite players ever. Thank you, Big Dave. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate everything. Man, and then make sure you follow us on Ball at Ball Sports and follow my man Chris at Ball Sports 1. And also, Chris, what is that you're wearing? What you got on oh, right I there, have I, I feel I feel bad. So I wish you gave this to, to uh, KG as a gift. But, uh, oh, he yeah, KG, you get you one. I got a gift got for you right there, brother. You got the ball for a hoodie. Uh, like yes, yeah, yeah, sir. I don't know. If we have a uh, we have a six okay. seven size um, hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> see, we, see, we'll see what we, what, what we can do. Yeah, get uh, you your ball good, hoodies, man. You, got, you got you guys got to have me back on, man, so we can so we can talk some more basketball. I'm with oh, it, yeah, I love the old it. man talk. I'm old man out there. <laughs> all right, all right. I got KG, my man, Dub. I'm Big Dave, y'all. Thank y'all for joining us. We out. Peace. All right, fellas.